Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Tonight, Dave, Marilyn and Terry. You'll notice she's got, or he's got, she's got a very high-pitched voice. It confused me completely with the name of Terry, but apparently it's with an I and not a Y, so it's Terry. Anyway, they're back in the studio, um, which means we're going to be uh, talking stock car racing on and off for the next hour. Um, the twins are back um, with another wet and muddy cross-country um, outing. Graham talks all things striders, and we're going to try to get hold of Paul Halfpenny again because I got that mad last night. I sort of cut him off halfway through the report so I could have a rant, and uh, we never even talked about the hockey men who had a wonderful victory. So we'll, um, we'll try and get poor old Mr Halfpenny back uh, to complete the hockey report. But... Uh, you might have gathered by now, I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith, and we are the renowned, and some say unique, probably for the wrong reasons, Radio New York Sport, and we start with the headlines. Newark Rugby Club's juniors took to the high ground on Sunday, i.e. the Magnus and Highfields. And the under-14s fielded two teams in the NLD Cup and they both progressed to the next round with victories over Matlock and Stamford. The under-15 girls didn't quite do so well. They lost to Mansfield in the National Cup pool rounds. Alistair Tot Stocks, a.k.a. Bongo, would you believe, was the goal-scoring hero for RHP Colts as they overcome Woodall Spa 5-2 to go third in the Midlinks Youth League Under-16 division. And I'll tell you a bit more tomorrow night. It's the match of the week. On Sunday. You just wait for this one. It's an absolute cracker. New York Castle Cycling Club's Judy Tot stepped up to national level and he come 55th in the under-14s boys raid in the Cyclocross Trophy Series held in Sussex at the weekend. His first ever outing at that level. Well done to that young man. And in round seven of the Knotts and Derbyshire Cyclocross League at Berry Hill on Saturday, several New York Castle Cycling Club riders racing the under-12 race with Charlotte Littleman, of course, being the best finisher in 17th place overall and the best female rider on the day. And congratulations to Fernwood Sword Club's Arthur Eakin, who has been selected to fence for the East Midlands in the Cadet Winton at the age of 13. Following in the footsteps, of course, of Ed Howlett and James Rutherford, who were also selected at the same young age and went on to fence in the competition for the next four years. What a fantastic little club, that Fernwood Sword Club. Oh, they really, really are literally fighting above the weight. Two stories to talk about with Mr Smith. Um, I've got... Uh, oh. I'd, I'd just like to make a point. When you introduce the show to say, renowned Radio Newark, they've not even heard of us in our own car park. Tony was asking the car park when he arrived here, <laughs> late as usual, when he arrived here... Fashionably. If, if, he'd, if, if he was with the radio or he was with the Duke of Edinburgh. Now, you all know Tony Smith. 
Yeah. A walk round Tony Smith would, would be the bronze award. <laughs> could, could be a slimming thing. Right. Two stories yeah. are dominating the pages today. One is five foot ten Raheem Sterling <laughs> attacking six yeah. foot five Joe Gomez. But the other one is from Cornwall. And I do like this one. Bear with me on this one, please. Okay. A married vicar in charge of eight parishes in Cornwall has, has resigned because he's been having an affair with a parishioner. Nothing to do with sport, but I like the story. He has written to the Bishop of Truro, resigning from his role as priest in charge at St. Day and Chase Water. He is deeply sorry and hurt and upset that, he has caused, that uh, it's caused to everyone and especially his family. And the bit that amused me more than anything, it's the Reverend Simon Bone. Really? Yes. I can't comment before nine o'clock. So, c- <laughs> comments on a postcard, please, to Tony Smith at RadioNewark.co.uk. Yes. <laughs> and just as stupid, Raheem Sterling. We are a big family. So, Raheem Sterling has got to stand on the naughty step on Thursday night instead of play football. Mm. I think it's pathetic. It's ridiculous. Okay, they had a fallout. They met up 24 hours after they fell out on a... I expect a footballer to fall out. It's passion. That's what it's there for. Maybe it was wrong to go at Joe Gomez when there was queuing up for the Weetabix or whatever whatever they're supposed to eat. What Southgate should have done, took him to one side, kicked the backsides, and told him to get on with it and grow up. But the fact that he's actually banned Sterling for one match... But kept him with the squad. It's almost a naughty little boy syndrome, isn't it? Mm. It's crazy. Either send him home and get rid of him, or deal with it and move on. If it's Montenegro on Thursday night, if it was France or Holland or Spain or Portugal on Thursday night, Southgate wants to do what he's done. But I mean, there's um, stinks. Wrong. There's a football club in Nottinghamshire that um, play from a pub and in the back room of the pub there is a boxing ring. And if it's a bit of the England camp haven't got one, give them a pair of gloves and tell them to get on with it and come back when they're finished. Yeah, I, I, I just... I think Gareth Southgate's made an absolute mountain out of a nothing. They fell out with each other. It happens. Mm. Get on with it. Mm. It does, but... I have to work with you four nights a week. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I've not left you with a single scratch and apparently poor Joe has got, He's a, got scratch. a scratch. Yeah. And it was deemed worthy of a headline. What, Fo- what, what chair was Sterling standing on to give him the scratch? <laughs> Don't say where the scratch is, it could be just below his knee. Oh, it's, it's, it's been blown up out of all proportion. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it must be a quiet news day. But um, obviously not in Cornwall. <laughs> oh, yes. That, that, that is the top Cornish news of the day. And it's snowed. It's it, ha- it has snowed down in the West Country today. It, it's, it's Cornwall, the pasty time. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I get a taxi for Smith? Just open the door and let him go, can you? Well, no, don't open the door and kick him out. Why do you think these chairs have got wheels on? <laughs> we, we, we've, been telling you, we, we've been telling you for the last few, few nights that um, poor old Marilyn thought she was off to the States. She was going to Vegas because that's where the World Championships finals was um, for Dave and the stock car racing. And he finally got round to telling her a couple of nights later that it was actually Skeg Vegas 
there was going to. And uh, so they're all coming to the studio tonight. Pit crew's here, driver's here, and we just need to find out if she's actually talking to him yet. So, uh, are you oh, talking yeah, to him now? Oh, yeah, very wet, oh, oh, has, as he well. got, <laughs> has he got to take you somewhere nice to make up for it? Definitely. Well, the, well, the, the season's finished now, so... Oh, here we go. I might be taking it to Mablethorpe or Chapel St. Leonard's <laughs> or, or somewhere like that. Well, you're getting, you're getting to know the area. I mean, not only did you actually... I mean, Tony and I said at the time that, you know, a world championship... We've got to the world championships finals. Held at Skegness, you know. Don't you? Really? <laughs> actually, it's a very good track. Uh, we've put a lot of work into it. Uh, this this last couple of years um, it's a new promoter took over Rob Speak uh, he's an ex-stock car driver he still races um, saloon stocks occasionally and um, he's, he's he's put a lot of effort into it to make the track nice he's made made all the facilities great for families children get in for free uh, so early adults play so summertime especially it's really busy uh, and it is one of the one of the better tracks now because it, this is Sorry, Marilyn. Yeah, it is a really good family uh, entertainment at Skegness now. And they've also got the corporate um, facilities as well, which they've just um, opened. And it's the only track you can actually aquaplane around. Oh, 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 yeah, we did quite a lot of that in uh, that Um, meeting. But you've said how well... I want to start generalising stock car racing, because we said last time you was in it, you know, if, if you want to take it back to the sort of the 70s, it was on television, it was popular, it was promoted, and everybody went to Kings Lynn or Skeggy or Boston. And that, yeah, it was long eating around here. Long it? Eating. Yeah. I mean, that was the day, and, and then it was... It seemed seems to be one of those sports which... It goes, slowly, in, peak, go, go, it it goes, goes in peaks and troughs. You, I think uh, you you have to be on TV to be in the, on the radar now, don't you? Because if you're not on TV, then it yeah, doesn't it's, see it's you. It's been on Premier Sports. Um, every Monday evening, they usually um, show the previous weekend's F1 uh, races. And occasionally, they'll get, get the V8s and the F2 races as well. But uh, that's about the only... Mm. Uh, the only coverage, the, the only coverage we get. Uh, you see, we miss a Saturday it's a shame with, really, with the stock it's... car racing and the yeah. and the wrestling and everything. It's used to be that Saturday afternoons was four. Yeah, I mean it, Saturday afternoon it used to be stock car racing, motocross, didn't it? You know, and then you used to have Jackie Palo and Mick McMahon as having a set two mm-hmm. on, and, in the middle of the in, in the wrestling ring. Yeah, they won't be allowed. They, they won't be one of them. Want to be sent sent to the naughty step, but. Just keeping on a serious bit for a second, I, I learned from you the other week that the, the Stoke-on-Trent track has closed. Yes. Yeah. Um, as the um, people sort of move in to work out they can make a fortune by building industrial units or houses on these, on these what generally are sort of sites that's fairly well in a city. Is the, so on one hand, you've got the Skegness version which is doing very well and seems to have an owner that wants to push it. Then you've got the Stoke version where you've got an owner who's taking the pounds and running. Yeah, what's, what's happened is um, if you've got a promoter who actually owns the land, then it de- generally isn't a problem. Uh, people like Buxton, uh, Skegness uh, and people like that and you, people like your older shots and uh, Mildenhall, Northampton. Uh, the, the problem you get is when you get tracks such as Coventry, which is owned by someone else, and then the promoters lease it 
and it's on, on a lease for so many years. And then at the end, of when the lease comes up, the owners sometimes look at how they can make more money. And quite often it's by selling it and redeveloping. Yeah, it's uh, um, why why have the hassle? Yeah. So let's have a quick roundup because you you said I've mentioned a, a couple of semi-local ones, and you you said Long Eaton. What have we got left? Have we still got Long Eaton? No, Long Eaton closed a number of years ago. It's a housing estate now. Um, the nearest ones around here, what we call our local tracks, are Skegness, Sheffield. Then uh, you've got Northampton, Birmingham, Birmingham. King's Lynn? King's Lynn, yes. King's Lynn is still, yeah, is still, King's Lynn going. still, still going strongly. Uh, we did a meeting uh, three weeks ago, uh, which was a weekend after the World Final. Is, what's the future? I know we're sort of going to do the future and then we're going to go and do the past, but what is the future? Where do you see the future of it lying? At the moment, there are quite a few people who are trying to look at ways of opening new tracks up. Or resurrecting old tracks. I mean, Coventry, uh, that's been going on, who I was over Coventry has been going on for two or three years now. And that's still not been decided what's happening with Coventry. Um, they're still opposing the planning for housing on there. Uh, if it does get kicked out, the chances are we may be able to get back into Coventry, but it'll take a lot of work to put the track back on. Thing. And to be fair, it, that used to be the, basically the Wembley of stock car racing. Is it? This is probably going to be a speedway. stupid question, but there again, I ask plenty. Is it the cricket pitch syndrome that if you leave it alone for 12 months, it's gone? It doesn't help. Um, it, people tend to sometimes forget that the, the tracks are there. Um, but because it's, there's you, different sort of tracks, isn't there? Yeah. We've got tarmac tracks and we've got uh, shell, shell tracks. The shell tracks we generally share with the, the speedway, motorcycle speedway teams. Um and sometimes stock car racing and speedway on the same track uh, doesn't go down very well because the stock cars tend to rip it up a bit and also you need the fencing. Then you also have the um, shell tracks that have got the dog tracks around the outside. So then they usually have wire and post uh, fences on those as opposed to Armco so that the um, spectators for the dog dog racing can actually see the dogs running around as opposed to just looking at, at the this, this steel fencing what we have for um, stock car racing. You'd like that whip it racing, that's, that's back to your youth. Up north uh, It's not that far up north, there used to be whip it racing on the cars at Warsup Yeah you see, you ain't got far to go I once sent, We once sent Matt and Vicky out, we, went, we took him to um, the Trent Grass Track Club over at Marston and um, the people there very kindly said, you know, do you want to go? So, of course, those two being as gullible as ever said, yeah, we'll have a go. I'd seen it before. Um, they actually thought they was just going to jump in a car and go around when nobody else was, and they actually stuck them in a race. <laughs> but they'd never been so scared in their life. How, how yeah, I mean, I, I, you're immune to it now, I suppose, are you? Uh, there's once or twice when... It's caused one or two white knuckle rides, but uh, this last couple of seasons, when I've hit the wall hard, or on one occasion ended up upside down. But I think I'm it's worse from a view, viewer's point, you know, spectator's point of view. He he, he sits there and he's strapped in, <laughs> and I, I'm at the other side of the fence, wondering whether he can get out or not. Is it worse from your point of view, thinking, "Oh, I do hope he's all right," or? What has he done to that car now? 
It's normally as she's going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, you see. <laughs> we'll get the right answer there very quickly. <laughs> Tell me very quickly then, um, or, yeah, a couple of minutes. Um, the day at Skegness, the World Championship final day. Well, we got up in the morning and it started raining. It had been raining all night. We got to the track and it carried on raining all day. The pits were up to your ankles in water then we looked at the track and we saw that the drains hadn't been able to cope with it and we'd got probably four to five inches of water in turns one and two uh, going halfway across the track and there was a bit of a conflab as to whether or not they were going to run the world final whether it was too dangerous but uh, do you get asked or do the powers that be decide uh, the powers that be generally decide but quite often if it's that bad they'll come to one or two of the drivers and sort of ever word but usually it's the promoters who make the decision but the decision went that we were going to go ahead um, it was the first race of the meeting so we went out for the parade lap and um, it was just like a monsoon and I took a look at the track as we went around so I stood on the back bumper and the crowds were sort of dead, dead happy to see us, us, us getting wet through on the back of the car and uh, the water was that deep it was quite interesting the first two laps I think there was 14 cars went out on the first two laps in major pileups, basically because I couldn't see where we were going. And uh, I was one of the lucky ones. I managed to make, keep out the, keep out of trouble for a couple of laps. And then we just progressed on from there. So I started on row 13, uh, which was number 26 on the grid, and managed to finish 11th. So I was quite pleased with that. Um, there was a lot of good, good people went out. Uh, very early and some, car, some cars have got swamped with water others got damaged and um, it was I, th- I think it was probably say it was probably one of the most interesting world finals that's been that's taken place for a long while Tony when a seasoned stock car racer calls the conditions interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah it usually means like the point of death doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> but no it's, it's just um it is a completely different experience watching a sport and taking part in it because um, I went to um, Fullback and took part in the kart racing. Kart racing, yeah. And um, other people were taking it seriously and I was there for a drive. And and then so when you're in the middle of it, you suddenly realise you've got to be really ultra-competitive to survive. Not just to get round, but just to survive. And, and I'm not competitive in any, any way, shape or form. And I, I must have spun most, more times than I... Uh, yeah, but did you enjoy it? I, I enjoyed it when, I, when it finished. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I was taking the ball, was it? <laughs> I suppose that was probably part of a compliment somewhere in there. <laughs> to the um, telephone lines. And we're all complaining and moaning and mumbling about all this, this rain. But for cross-country running, um, it's perfect conditions, isn't it, Tilly? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tell us um, about, uh, I think it was the North Mids at the weekend for New York Athletic Club. So, yeah, on Saturday we had the second North Mids cross country at Corby and there was a brilliant run by Joseph Monk and he came in excellent fourth place in the under-13 boys. Alice Gibbs also had a cracking race in the under-17 girls and came 28th place. In the ladies' race, Chloe Hubbard was fourth, Becky Gallup 18th, I came 112th and Lauren 127th. In the men's race, Damien came 56th, Tom came 71st, Simon Roberts 81st, 
Adrian Dix, 118th, Tim Bagley, 110th, Oliver Crampton, 144th, Dad Gareth Owens, 168th, and Carl, 169th, and Ryan, 216th. So a big well done to everyone on Saturday, and it was the biggest turnout we've had in such a long time, so it was really, really good to see. Um, and we also had at the weekend, which was on Sunday, which was the indoor sports home, and we had a fantastic little team who worked well. So we had um, we had helpers Stuart, Nicole, Ali, and Kev, who also made sure that this, everything ran smoothly on the day. So well done to all of those. And finally, congratulations to Jo Smith, who completed her level one track judge. So that means she can help out in the mini leagues next year. So big well done to her as well. And that and that's good, isn't it? Because you know, you're getting help as well as you. You're getting young youngsters and and helpers, aren't you? And it, it, yeah, it's at yeah, both it's ends good. of the scale because you need the coaches with the influence yeah. of youngsters that you're getting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've got so many youngsters at the minute. So, have you got a warm, nice, warm, cosy weekend this weekend? Then, or are you out again? No, we've not got any competitions this weekend. No, we're going to go riding, and I think we're moving sheep. Moving so, sheep. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll uh, I'll leave that one with you, I think. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Catch you soon, Tilly. Thank you. See you later. Oh, Lauren as well. Yeah. Stereo. <laughs> See you, ladies. See you later. Bye. Bye. That's the twins there out uh, at Newark AC. Um, right. Mr. Smith hopefully is now trying to get hold of Paul Halfpenny. As I told you at the start of the show, um, I cut him off last night to have a three-minute rant about hockey officials. Um, so we'll see if we can get the rest of the report in um, in tonight when he's out there finished chatting. Now, I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. He should be making a phone call. And uh, we are live on FM and DAB with our friends at Smith's Timber. And don't forget, if you missed any of the shows that we do, you simply go to the Radio Newark website, look under the podcast session, and listen away. At the last count, you've got 462 hours worth of this show to listen to. Isn't that absolutely wonderful? Right, while Tony is um, trying to get hold of Paul, we'll, we'll continue talking to uh, Team Stockcar here. Um, Terry and Marilyn, has he got any better? Does he bend it still as much as he did last time he come in? Not quite as much. No, I think the racing's definitely getting better. Um, I think he's a little bit um, more fearless um, than he used to be as well. So, so that's not helping holding, you, is it? He's holding his own. No, he's holding his own, which means he's not getting pushed out so much as he was before. OK, we're just going to straight back to the telephone lines because uh, uh, I did cut Mr Halfpenny off fairly sharpish last night because I lost complete track of what I was doing after he told me the story about the girls being the ladies being fined um, three points and paul um we did go into a four minute rant about hockey officials um to end of the yeah. show but what we didn't hear about is how well the hockey men are doing that that is true but i would like very much to start on sunday if that's all right with you with um with the badgers the newark badgers um if you don't know what a badgers game is it's three adults on the pitch and uh, the rest are juniors who've not yet integrated into the uh, adult side and, and they managed to beat Mansfield not a good weekend for Mansfield really beat them 1-0 and also how about this one the under 16 boys took on Beeston under 16 boys and can you remember the days when that would have been a, a rugby scoreline it was actually 2-2 so excellent performances from the juniors on Sunday but coming on to the men's side on Saturday 
It's always been a bit of a downer over the last few years when you mentioned the twos and the threes. But the threes beat Chesterfield 8-2 on Saturday, which means that they are up into fourth in the league. And the only game that they've lost, they've played 5-1-4, and the only game that they've lost is against the top of the table team who are surging away in that league. Um, and they have a game in hand. So it's all looking good for the threes. The twos sadly couldn't get their first win. They lost 2-0 at home, uh, but played very, very well. But the game of the day has to be the one I rushed back from uh, Loughborough University to go and see. That was the game at Kingsway Park, where Mansfield's first team absolutely hammered Mansfield 7-2. But you were ranting about officials. I could quite easily have joined in after that game. It was a bit bizarre. Well, that was half the reason to sort of put the phone down on you last night because I didn't really want you to join in. And um, <laughs> there's anything, if anybody was listening and you'd have said something, you would have been in trouble, whereas I could say what I felt. And I mean, it, it, it did annoy me, Paul, and it, it still does annoy me because it's so grossly unfair. And obviously, then there was something at the men's match as well. Yes, yes. Um, basically, the. the Opposition provide two umpires, and the, the lady who umpires for them, Becky, she's very good. She's a very, very good umpire, very competent umpire. She's only a young girl, but, but very, very good. And the guy who they had on, on the far side, he's not really umpired for a couple of years due to work commitments, nothing else. But he was on the panel, and I think he thought he was superior to, to Becky. And there was an incident in the second half. At this point, we were cruising, there was 6-0 up. And for the umpteenth time, I think it was uh, Sam Smith, took the ball into the D, beat him five players, but, but took about three or four stick tackles on the way. Uh, Becky had seen enough. She blew for a, a short corner. But unfortunately, it's not her D. In hockey, each umpire has their own D, and, and courtesy is that you don't blow in the other umpire's D. But she'd, she'd seen enough. He wasn't sort of working with Becky. And he promptly overturned the decision. You know, it's, it's my D, not yours. Um, Yet, Mansfield broke, went down the other end. Troopy came flying out of his, his circle. As you know, um, a goalkeeper can only kick the ball or use the body in the circle. He came flying out and took the ball beautifully to, for a, a sideline ball with his stick. Sadly, the, the guy that was carrying the ball for Mansfield lost his balance and fell over Troopy. At this point, Becky had just given a sideline ball to Mansfield and the other umpire came charging up the pitch and promptly sent Troopy off on a yellow and gave a penalty corner. So we were without a goalkeeper for five minutes. Um, all very bizarre. Mansfield didn't manage to score one. We got a keeper off, but it, it broke the game up. It destroyed the game. It became very scrappy after that. We scored one more goal. They scored two, but it was while we got a keeper in. Um, but how about this, Nick? I got a, a, a massive apology by text. Saturday evening from that umpire involved and I think he's lost his confidence and doesn't want to umpire anymore. He realised he made a massive mistake. So that's the second time while I've been at Newark I've had an apology off an umpire on the Saturday night. Bizarre. It's absolutely crazy and it's lucky it's somebody as, as, mi as mild, mannered and placid as what, as what you are. How is Sally, by the way? <laughs> Mild and placid, Mick. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> She's at training tonight. If, if uh, you want to send Tony over, <laughs> no, he'll go. He'll, if Tony knows that she's at the Magnus, he'll go round a long way. I can assure you that. 
Oh, but the men, I mean, the men are absolutely steamrolling, aren't they? It's, it's looking good. I mean, the, the performance that they put in on, on Saturday was, was quite phenomenal. You know, um, they're creating chances and, you know, Glynn is, is, is getting onto players now for, for, for missing chances that, you know, they're only half chances. That's how good they're playing. Um, he's expecting every single shot to rattle into the backboards or, or nestle into the netting. Um, they're that clinical. It, it, it looks like a well-oiled machine. They're playing superbly well. But, you know, they, they, they don't need umpires with large egos disrupting the game. No, it um, You know, you just need an umpire to be there to make sure rules are followed, make sure the players stay safe and just let them play, not, not to be, you know, it's all about me. Um, type mentality, um, but you know, it takes a big man to apologise, doesn't it? It takes a big man to apologise. It so, does, and you know, um, credit for that. Well, there we go, Paul. Um, the first sort of um, truncated report <laughs> that we do on a Monday <laughs> night, but um, oh, I was steaming. I, I was even moaning that Sharon wanted to go home last night about it. <laughs> yeah, so you can imagine how much I've been. Yes, I can imagine how you felt if I can get that upset by it. You must be absolutely. Right, Paul. Thank you so much for joining us again tonight. We do appreciate it and do apologise for 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 um for last night, but uh, we got there eventually. You're more than welcome. Thanks, Paul. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, we left Terry. That's Terry with an I. She makes it Terry. Uh, Terry with a Y. With a Y. With a Y. Come on, mate. You are a man then. <laughs> Come on. Right. It's it's Terry with not such a deep voice. <laughs> um, no, I can't have one if we really like. Sounds like it's. From what I've worked out, it's Terry in the week and Teresa at the weekend. But there you go. That's another story for after nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> I'm not letting more. you know about that. <laughs> so, Terry, Teresa, um, we left you explaining to us that uh, he's got even more daredevil than he used to be. So he's an, he's an even bigger nuisance. Yeah, I think it's the experience more than anything. Um, he's... he's definitely got more experience so he's willing to take a few more risks um and he's a bit more confident with his driving so you know that's all coming to play with uh, getting more points yeah and his lap times and his speed's getting quicker as well and better so what's he done to you both this season because you, you you are the you are the pit crew you have to pick up the pieces so there you go what's he done to you this season well his avoid is running me over this season <laughs> Yeah. Well, I suppose that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> I did run her over in the pits at uh, Ednisford last last season <laughs> by accident. But, uh, oh, like the way he has by accident. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I'd better not do that again. Like, you know, but, uh, <laughs> took three attempts, but he but he got her in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't there for that one. I avoided that argument. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the worst thing he's done to you? Um, Didn't he set fire to it or something? Or. Yeah, all the electrics um, did go up. Um, the whole car didn't. That was, you know, that was a bonus. But yeah, everything. There's uh, quite a bit of smoke coming out from underneath the bonnet. So uh, and he lost all power. But yeah, that was a case of getting back to the pits, have a look underneath, and see what the problem was, and notice that all the electric wiring was all burnt out. Um, so we, and we couldn't really repair that. Not on the side. Yeah, didn't have enough electrical tape to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about it. Are you both? self-taught technicians then or is it sort of is this sort of in the blood so to speak i think since um he started this game it's been a steep learning curve 
Yeah, and I mean, we've been very fortunate as well that other drivers and their crews have helped us out. I mean, you know, we ended up at Buxton the other week and the throttle cable had snapped. So I'm there trying to get the throttle cable back together. Needed a few bits so we could go and ask um, some of the other teams as well for a bit of help. And I managed to get um, the right equipment to fix that unfortunately it didn't last all 16 laps it managed to last 14 so that's not bad, is but it? that was better than not going out at all so you I mean, know the thing we were running top 10 at the time as well yeah. we were the top <laughs> off the top off the field really going for it and then t- two laps before the end I, i'd got clear track in front of me and i was doing really well and all of a sudden there was a bit of a ping and it all went quiet again at the front so. <laughs> Next time Lucy breaks down, Tony, just tell her that, you know, Mar- Marilyn and Teresa stroke Terry can sort it out for themselves. Yeah. Get on with it. Not a problem. Exactly. You, you tell we, them, mate. We tend to do the basics of the mechanics that you can fix quick in the pits. Mm-hmm. Um, the big body of the work is done by Dougie Brasher, um, Brasher Race Engines. He's he's the main guy for the engine itself. He's, he's the doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, we call him Dr. Doug. Dr. Doug. Well, you, yeah. you do need somebody with a passion to put those yeah. things back. What about the, um, the tin work? Um, oh, aren't well, you re- bef- as long as it's relatively the, straight, at, is at that the beginning or? of the meeting at Stoke? The the paintwork looked really, really nice. In the middle, and then <laughs> the sort of halfway through the second race, we had a bit of a coming together about me and two or three other cars, and the old the old bus ended upside down on a roof, and all the tin work got a bit uh, <laughs> bit dinted. And after Marilyn had spent quite a while polishing it and cleaning it and that sort of thing, it looked pretty sad for itself. So we had to sort a few bits out on that. Have you got used to it now by Marilyn, or do, or, or do we have some quiet nights? I'd like a quiet night. <laughs> <laughs> it no, was very we... quiet in the van going back from King's Lynn, <laughs> when, he, uh, when he did go on the roof, to be fair. <laughs> um, for those of you that's read the report on, on our social media pages, and I read it two or three times before I put it on there, and I thought to myself... I'm reading a report here that somebody who has had a long, hard season, Tony will tell you times many that when the football season comes to an end or when the cricket season comes to an end, you say, yes, thankfully it's finished. And then inside 10 minutes, you're missing it like hell. Um, And I got the impression by reading Marilyn's report that you would basically had enough of the season it had come to an end that was it and it was time to sit back in an armchair and think do i need this now as i said i've heard this times before by countless footballers countless cricketers and it's not long before yes they decide they do need it but you've already told us how old you are and you can tell the rest of the world if you want to um is it time to sit down and think if you need this, or is it time to go strolling down the river on a Saturday afternoon, well, arm in arm? It started off the beginning of the season. Um, we decided we'd have two aims in the, in the in the season. One was to try and get a grade higher in my racing, and the second aim was to try and get uh, qualify for the world final. In the first grading period, I, instead of getting a grade higher, I went two grades higher, and then by the time to world world final time, I got pretty uh, quite a decent place on the grid and we did rather well in fact we've done a lot better this season than what we were expecting to um thanks to a lot of people that's helped us and a lot of help i've had in the pits and family and sponsors and that sort of stuff 
and the idea was then that after the world final that we'd one more meeting at Kings Lynn and then we'd consider just retiring and, and calling it quits however when I went out for the world final on the parade lap the commentator said introduced me as being the only driver that, in stock car racing that's got a bus pass so <laughs> <laughs> nice of him. So, so, so you can work it out from from, yeah. from there what sort of age group we're in, and um, but we've had a really good season. Numerous people knew that we, I was thinking about whether to continue or not, and a lot of people have come up to me, uh, both other teams, uh, spectators, and you know supporters and and, and sponsors as well, saying that uh, they'd like it if we carried on. So we've made a decision that we are going to carry on next year. Uh, it perhaps won't be to do as many meetings as what we've done this year because we did a hell of a lot of meetings this year. Um, that might be selective on how many we do next year, but to just go out and enjoy ourselves as opposed to take it really, really seriously and um, sort of spend lots of money blowing engines and wrecking cars and you know, having a wife that didn't want to speak to me because I've hurt myself. And <laughs> So we, we're going to look at having the car rebuilt this this winter, have the engine refurbished, have some modifications done to it, um, and spend the rainy day money and get it right for next season. And to be fair, armchairs and Dave just don't go in the same category. <laughs> <laughs> Are you um, fully in favour and fully supporting, or would you have not minded if he called it a day? Because he says we made the decision. <laughs> now, did we make a decision, or did <laughs> so Dave I make a decision? <laughs> he made the decision. I've settled. Because he keeps using we, doesn't he? This royal we. It's the yeah. royal. Ah, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll go along with whatever is decided. Uh, the only proviso I've made is that we have some of some us time as well. So that's why we're not doing so, quite so many um, meetings. What so she really means is she wants holiday this year. Yeah. Next, next year. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've already told, told her there's a, there's a speed weekend at Skegness and there's a, there's a nice campsite just down the road from where the, where the track is. So she's agreed to go on that weekend. Oh, and, and where do you fit in? I'll, I'll use your Sunday name. Where do you fit in, in with this, Teresa, as well? I mean, are you uh, happy to go along with them? Because obviously it affects your lifestyle as as um, as well because it's uh it takes up your weekends it does but to be fair i'm more the one that will be pushing dad to go no keep going keep going while you can so yeah right you know i'm i tend to you know support dad all the way you know and as much as i can do to help you know is is great you know so i'll keep doing that but yeah i'm afraid i get the raised eyebrows from mum as well because <laughs> i'll keep going just see how it goes you never know you might change your mind but she gets the weekends off when she's not there i'm still there so yeah <laughs> to be it, fair not miss many this year you, you, you see it's, it's the same with tony tony will find it's going to be the same when when his family and what well, his grandchildren grow up but i mean amanda um, my da daughter she doesn't get own, her own way with sharon dad and they side up, and I, I see there's a bit of siding up going going off here, and I'm, I'm sure Tony's been in the same position. It'd be even worse when when his granddaughter grows. Grow, you, don't, you can shake your head as much as you like, mate. It will be. Um, and there's another thing you don't know about me. Um, this year, Guy, this year Guy, Guy Jolly and his team came up with the idea to promote the sport better, to do video interviews with all the drivers, and it was a series called Behind the Driver. 
where all the drivers were interviewed for just a few minutes, asked questions, and all these all the videos were actually put on YouTube and on 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 the internet. And Teresa ended up helping Guy doing all that sort of thing. So she she does a little bit more than help out in the pits with me as well. So she she's been involved in the PR side with Guy. There's a lot of there's, you say you said about helping out. There's, yeah. there's a lot of people help out and try to do a lot for the PR side. It's got to be almost a family thing, hasn't? It? I yeah. mean, the whole group of you I'm talking about now. It's um, you know, it's not like a football team where you sort of go and sign somebody else next year and go on somewhere else next year. You see the same people week in week out. You know them all first names. You're almost part of an extended family and that's why it's so difficult probably to walk away from it i think it is and also the especially in the v8s the drivers and the mechanics do tend to try and help each other so if you've got one driver you know that's broken down and car needs fixing the others do try and come around and help where they can yeah i mean there's been several times this season where if it hadn't been for other teams we wouldn't have gone out for another race because we wouldn't have been able to fix what we've got We, we end up People will loan you spares. They'll help you repair. But repair that works car. both ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, all oh, yeah. Help, we all help each other out. Um, I mean, there's transports have broken down on the, on the way to tracks, and somebody's gone out with another transporter and picked them up and brought them in so yeah. they can race. You know, that's and that's and that's, 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 the sort, that's what it's all about. That's what it should be. Just yeah. before we go to another break, very quickly, you've already said you've got a bus pass, so that's not a secret anymore. How does the body take the pounding? It's. <sighs> You don't bounce quite so well when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's why I use as every piece of protective kit that I can. Right? You know, I, 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 I use ratchet seat belts, I use body arm, I use elbow guards, uh, and extra bits and bobs, what some of the other drivers don't use. Um, uh, the chiropractor's pleased to see me because he makes Best a few, customer makes makes a few bob out of me. Yeah. But, uh, but it's meant I can keep racing, uh, and I, I enjoy it. And I uh, just get the odd bruise now and again where the seat seats nip me when when I've had a bit of a uh, collision. But other than that, I'm not too bad. Good lad. That's right. right we're going to talk about uh, we've we've talked literally about the future, but you said bits and bobs. I want to talk to you about all the other people that make this work because you three are obviously at the forefront of it all. But I'm sure there's an awful lot more that's uh, you've already mentioned the doctor, but there's a lot more that. Uh, puts you in that driving seat and makes it and makes it work we'll come to that one in a few minutes not been the busiest week for newark striders but there's one story that dominates everything else and it's about a radio newark sport favorite graham all yours it is indeed yeah it's been a slightly unusual week and we've actually got no striders uh, race reports to report nobody's racing at the weekend but it's sort of uh, nice in a way because it does give us a chance to focus on uh, what you quite rightly say some very exciting news. We've got exciting news of uh, a 250 not out and uh, and a couple of centuries to report on as well. We're going to start at Newark, and it's all, it's all park run news this week, really. We're starting at Newark Park Run, where the, the River Demon was in flood, and uh, sort of ducks were swimming on what uh, parts of the sort of normal park run course. But everybody's undeterred. We've got an alternative route which kind of stays in the higher parts of uh, Scotland's Park, so uh, Newark Park Run went ahead. And for one of our uh, uh, favourite members, uh, Philippa Clark, that was a 250th uh, park run. And uh, I don't know if, everybody, if too many people know, but there's, you get different sort of 
milestone T-shirts for park runs and get a, a nice red T-shirt after 50 park runs, a black one after 100 park runs, and after 250 park runs, which is what Philippa did this weekend, he a coveted green T-shirt, and uh, one or two people around the country starting to pick up blue 500 park run T-shirts. But back to Philippa, yeah, it's a 250th park run, and a 198th uh, park run at Newark, and she's done uh, sort of well over 30 uh, different park run locations. I think it's around 36 since uh, 2014. So a fantastic uh, effort from Philip. And in addition to, to running all those park runs, she's also volunteered at uh, quite a few as well. She's got the purple T-shirt for volunteering 25 times. So well done, Philippa. And, uh, yeah, what with Philippa's 250th park run and uh, a special milestone birthday for one of the Not Fast members, uh, Jill, and the uh, alphabet here that we heard all about last week. There was literally untold quantities of uh, cake being uh, demolished by all of the members of the Newark uh, running community uh, at about 10 o'clock on uh, Saturday morning outside Rumbles. In fact, uh, by 11 o'clock uh, outside Rumbles on Saturday morning, when I'd come back from having a walk to look at all the floodwaters with my daughter, they were still outside demolishing uh, great big piles of cake. So, uh, yeah, there was no uh, there was a, a marathon of cake eating and a park run of running. Um, we were also running elsewhere, park runs. We had uh, quite a large group of uh, strides went across to Gedlin, which is a pretty hilly park run. In fact, some of the hills at Gedlin Park Run have actually got names like the Beast and the Cobra and things. So I think it tells you all you need to know about how uh, hilly it is. So well done to Jason Cobb and uh, Simon Palmer amongst the group that went over there. And they both uh, completed their 100th park run. So that's a, a massive achievement and uh, yeah, well done to, to, to the lads. Additionally, we had uh, people running park runs at Selsey Forest, which is in North Ants, Sewerby, which is near Bridlington, Sherwood Pines, and uh, Lobstein, which is in, uh, in Norway. And that's the fifth week in a row that we've had some international news to report after the uh, half marathons in Mallorca, Amsterdam, park runs in the USA, and last week's uh, alphabetering in Poland. And we also had somebody in Germany last week. So the fifth week in a row for international striders news. Uh, next week, we've got a park run tour up to Clumber Park, so a big group of us will be uh, heading up the A1 to Clumber to do the uh, the park run up there on Saturday morning. And we've got uh, one or two people, I guess, taking part in the Derby 10-miler and the Mow Run, a variety of distances over at Willerton Hall uh, the coming weekend. So, yeah, all about park run this week, but some really exciting news. It most certainly is, and well done from everybody at Radio New at Sport to, um, to Philippa. She's been on this show many many times and is one of the favorites i wonder if now she's got to that 250 she might just have at least one saturday morning lying maybe but then i can't sure we've got to she's on 198 new york park runs so i think in a fortnight's time there'll be another great big uh, um um table full of cake for us all to be uh, making our way through another scones cake fest yeah excellent graham thank you so much bye now thanks graham bye-bye Copious amounts of cake. That sounds like the Striders to me. Um, <laughs> do you have cop? Hello. We'll press that button and then it will stop doing that. Do you have copious amounts of cake and wine at the, the um, in the in in the pits while he's out racing? Oh, we have cake. You have cake. Yeah, and we have chocolate biscuits for the kiddies. Oh, excellent stuff. <laughs> we might make no a wine. visit, Tony. No wine. You no won't wine. Let me have wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we stop for a beer on the way home. <laughs> Um, yeah, when we get home. <laughs> obviously, the the, the, the three of you are, are the, the face of 
the organisation, but you've already mentioned that uh, you've got an engine expert sitting there in the background, which swears every month who swears every Monday morning when you sort of knock on his door. Um, and I would suggest there may well be some more people in the background. It's well worthy of mentioning. It actually makes it a little bit easier for you free to go away every weekend to eat cake. Oh yeah. Um, the main ones. Obviously, there's Marilyn and Teresa that help me racing on the track. Uh, Dougie Brasher and his team down at Brasher Racing, without without whose help, we couldn't race at all. And the local the local guys who help was with sponsorship and uh, general help. You got Makiki Carwash who who are faced with this rather dirty looking object on a, on a Sunday morning. Usually, when I bring it in, when we've been racing at Stoke, uh, the navigation pub they they've helped us financially. Uh, Newark Self Drive Hire. Uh, Fondon St Peter's School they, we, we've been down there because you do go into schools as well yes, don't you? I think yeah. that's wonderful yeah we're going, to, we're going to schools great. to try and promote the sport and quite often at the tracks especially the local tracks quite often we'll see people come up into the pits and so and, and little in here will say hello and the little will say hello Miss Sharp and it's, it's usually one of the pupils at the school where she works you know. and yeah, so we th- we've yeah. got, got our own mini fan club yeah, he has got a fan club now <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> which is lovely but so if it, we if haven't Tony no. No. well you certainly haven't no. no but if it wasn't for people like that uh, the ones who help us um and we won't be able to do it um but i think also with the school one as well uh we we was asked to do a, an assembly and we we the, we used the theme of team building building and also the fact that girls can get involved in this sort of thing changing wheels and mechanics if they want to and driving you know sexy question can they drive Yes. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got some excellent fe- female uh, yeah. stock car drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Some, no, uh, comments no, do- just, no, no comments about no comments about doing what they normally do on the road. Then. Uh, oh, <laughs> no. So, no, these girls can hold their own. Yeah. Uh, some are a, l- a hell of a lot better than I am, and it's uh, it's a pleasure to see them. Good. Actually. Excellent. Especially Good. when they come in at sixteen, seventeen year old, and they, yeah. they carry on, and the guys get better and better. Um, and it's it's it's, it's quite. A level sport when it comes to that it doesn't matter whether it's male or female everybody can out is, is is equal on the track you've not got var in stock car racing have you no what, video, video yeah video assistant referee that's not managed to ruin your sport as well no 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 we haven't got none, none of that the, the stewards word word is fine if there's any mischief on track they they usually uh, dock you a couple of places or something like that if if you've been really naughty no nice to know tony the steward word is final doesn't need any we help. don't necessarily done agree it for... with them no you won't be expected to agree with them but it's like if there's, any, if, there's a, if there's any trouble in the pits with any of the team anybody that's associated with me if they cause any trouble on track or in the pits or anything like that, I'm the one that gets penalised. And quite often, drivers have been banned because of the conduct of their supporters and their, and their mm-hmm. teams. Do, do um, yeah. these two behave? Yeah. Impeccably. Generally. 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 Oh, oh, right. <laughs> they, do, that, they, do, that, they do get a bit enthusiastic that, That's opened a little door. <laughs> but but, but the, if, if, if you take the human elements out of any sport, then you, then you ruin it. And then that is what's happening at football because you're taking all the responsibility away from the referee and his two assistants, and it's just you know, it's, it's, it just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. What, it's, what did you discuss afterwards in the pub as well? 
No, it's um, it's it's it certainly doesn't work. When do we start up again? I mean, now, how long have you got before you, you what what's the time scale to right. take her on holiday? Just to just to give you a quick rundown on what's happening, um, this Saturday night is Gala Night at Birmingham Raceway, uh, where it's the final stock car meeting, and it's a, a it's, it's like the showcase. Um, they they alternate the um, formulas around uh, this. This Saturday, it's F1s, F2s and Minis. Uh, next year, we'll be racing with F1s and F2s. Um, when well, you said a garden night, I thought that was no. the chance for her to get the big, posh yeah, there's a bit, there's robes a, out. The, F1, and the F1s have their under-25s race. Uh, That's presentation with, yeah. evening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the under-25s twi- under race, there's lots of money raised for that and prize money and that sort of stuff, lots of prizes, and that's very well contested. And then over the winter, you have the um, sort of presentation evenings, dinners and that sort of thing. Uh, I think it's 1st of February, it's the Motorsport with Attitude show at Peterborough, and we'll, we'll be uh, showcasing the, uh, the sport there. Um, and then the season itself will start again in March when all the cars have been rebuilt, repainted and put back together again after this last season's mischief. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got till March and uh, Teresa, do you have a bit of a, a rest from it now? I mean, yeah, do you, do you I mean, sort of, that's it that's until it, March for you? Now, really, March. You can get on March. with life. It will be looking at, you know, sponsorship as well because that's the other thing that we need to, you know, make sure that keeps coming in is the sponsorship because without that, we can't race. Well, that's, it's not, it's just not going to happen for for him is it uh, Dave it's fantastic to um, learn that uh, I was a little bit worried when I read that report but it's fantastic to learn that that wobble lasted about 10 minutes well yeah it was, it was one of those things it, it seemed a good idea at the beginning of the season to retire at the end of the season yeah. but as the season got on and we got better and better and we started enjoying ourselves more and more we thought perhaps not we might just give it another we'll have this conversation to. again next <laughs> December <laughs> <laughs> and we'll sit and we'll see where we are next. But, but thanks to all the other teams that's helped us throughout yeah, the season. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for sending the reports in, Marilyn. And we'll keep on talking about our very own stock car, Dave, because uh, we we love a bit of stock car on this show. And uh, <laughs> never know, next season we might just get our wonderful breakfast show presenters who game for anything to get in that stock car of yours. Well, if, actually, there's a if they want to, we do have people who hire stock cars out. I'm not saying if they want to, it's the sort of thing that <laughs> I set them up for. <laughs> I don't normally tell them that what's happening no, just, until it's too late. Well, let's face it, just, there is no substitute for horsepower, is there? <laughs> exactly, and, the, and they will love it, as Tony said, when it's all over. So, Teresa... Marilyn, Dave, thank you so much for coming in. It's It's been great fun as ever. Tomorrow night, um, Julie Gray's here. Um, She's taking time off from her globe-trotting exploits to tell us about an exciting year, a very exciting year, actually, for the four A's, and Graham joins us with all the not-fast news. But tonight, you can sing the blues with Stuart Preston. What a way to spend a Tuesday evening. He's busy beavering away in the background, almost pushing me out of this seat. Andy Channing, well, he's on DAB, so it's your choice. Good night. <laughs>